Uh, Slack tried to call it digital first. Slack tried to call it digital first. Yeah, we can just pick up book. here. I don't care. The episode's starting. It's the SaaS brand strategy show. We're in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> digital first? <laughs> oh, yep. the future works. Who wrote that, Paul? This is uh, Brian Elliott, Sheila Subra, Subrami, Subramanian, Helen Coop, Cup. Anyway, um, we probably, we're back. you want to cut that out. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. We're back this week. We're talking about language again. Uh, last week we talked about fractional executives and the validity or lack thereof of that term to describe um, what it actually is and actually does and, and the individuals that are engaging in that type of work. Um, we left you all with, I don't know if cliffhanger is the right term, but a bit of a cliffhanger because this week we want to talk about remote work in a similar capacity um, and I keep saying remote work, but we were just listing some synonyms. What were they? Uh, remote work. Just somebody said distributed. You just said uh, digital first, Paul. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Work from what home. Is, work from home is there. The evil work from home. It <laughs> immediately implies you're not working. <laughs> well, one of the things I find interesting about the remote work phrase in a way that's different, I think, from the fractional executive phrase is that there are uh, there are sides to this, right? Like depending on depending on how you value or do not value this concept, you may choose to use different language to either demean it or to elevate it, right? And I think that's slightly different from fractional executives because there aren't any people out there. Well, uh, I would say there's a there's a small group of people probably who are antithetical to the concept. But in general, there is there is a there's a macro industry-wide argument about people working in an office versus not working in an office and I, so i think like there's a um politiziz, politicization of the language to communicate whether or not you think people working in an office is better or worse and so i think like that's what's interesting about this conversation that i think is slightly different than the fractional conversation from last week is um, how do you pick a term that's accurate and also does not necessarily convey motive in the way that a lot of these people try to use language to describe it that conveys motive? Paul, in your management and champion of, of this community that, uh, that Brigio kind of is tackling, if I'm framing that correctly, what is your issue with the term remote work? Oh man, I mean, so much, so many issues. There literally <laughs> is nothing remote about remote work. Mm. Nothing. It it is such a poor term. Um, I think I shared this last time, but even if you go into the office, you're technically remote working. You're going to get on your Zoom. If you're in sales, you're going to get on your Zoom next to the other sales guy. And you're going to hop on there and you're going to be talking to clients. So it it's just remote it has this idea that that is tied to a central point. Remote is also lonely. You know, remote is you're on a remote fucking island. You know, mm -hmm. you don't want to be on a remote island. Right. You want to be connected. And so even if you're technically remote, you're not. You're, you've got you're hopping on meetings with your team. There's your computer is right in front of you. Like yeah. you could say that all of us are meeting remotely, but we're really, are we? 
we're not really. I, I mean, I'm looking at your faces right now. You're right. You're yeah. less than a foot in front of me. So <laughs> th that's why it's so bad. It's just so bad. And I think it's driving a lot of that polarization because the word itself is just not a great word. Yeah. What um, pre-pandemic, Paul, do you think it had a different meaning or a different connotation or was it bad then too? Or like what? That's a good question. I, I, I would say it had a totally different meaning because everyone in their brains was thinking, I go into work. I, I sit in traffic. I drive to work. I work. I sit in traffic and drive back to work. The other day I went to, um, I went to an actual face-to-face -face conference and I think everyone's experiencing this, but I got stuck in traffic on the way there. I had to pay for parking. I had to walk into the conference. I had to find yeah. my ticket. Like the, there, these are all things that we did not think about before. They, they weren't even on Friction. our <clears throat> Friction. Yeah. So the cost of like in real life is way higher than it was before the pandemic. But to, your, to answer your question, doesn't, I don't, I think that remote work would have made sense before the pandemic because everyone was centrally thinking to begin with. Mm. And as we, a company, if you had remote workers and everybody else was in the office, then they kind of were remote because they weren't because yeah. everybody else was there. So you're actually having a meeting in a conference room and they're one person's calling in, which was not a good experience, right? That actually didn't work as well. Mm -hmm. um, and what we've seen now with some of our companies is there'll be some people in the office and then some people will be on Zoom. Yeah. And it's much worse. It's better if everybody's on Zoom. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have anybody remote, air quotes, um, it's best that everybody is because if there's three people in the conference room having that in real life discussion and you're the one on Zoom, yeah, it's, it's a weird experience. That's a really important distinction. Um, and we talked about this last week, but who's remote compared to who or whom? And so it's the people in the office that are like, oh, those guys are remote. That's their perspective where this this uh, term came from. The, perspe the perspective of remote is from the people that are in the office. And it is, I, I wouldn't say it's derogatory, but it it's not a positive. <laughs> but it but it is though, Mike. But it is though. I think you. I I I think that's a totally fair word because because it is implying that you are separate, and by the virtue of your separateness. You do not have the same context that we who are here have. Thusly, you are lesser, you know, and that might not be conscious necessarily, but it is it is buried in some of the ways that people refer to those folks. Totally. And again, like it's it's being framed from the central offices point of view. Right. Right. That these people are out there, not here. Um, they yes. are remote and it's, it's a us versus them. It's a, they kind of thing. Right. And the people that are quote unquote remote don't feel that way to, to Paul's point. Like we feel we're totally connected. We're, we're right there with you. You're on zoom. I'm on zoom. Like we're total yeah. equals. Yeah. And the way this is framed right now is we're not equals. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's part of, part of the problem of, you know, that that so much technology is trying to solve in 2023, both pre-pandemic, but obviously explosively post-pandemic, is that if you are going to have more than one person in a location and you are going to have other people in other locations, I mean, if you think about any, you know, any business that's gotten to size has offices elsewhere, you know, I mean, whether that's 
in North America or the US or you know somewhere across the pond, whatever it might be, you have people in other locations. So how do you democratize and equalize that experience as much as humanly possible so that there is no otherness being communicated by the they are there in Japan or they're in Amsterdam or they're in Toronto or whatever. Um, and that equalization, I think, is 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 what technology is trying to solve for. And I think and I think if we can, I think using language to communicate that equity is important. And currently yeah. remote, that person is remote, to your point, Mike, is not communicating equity amongst coworkers or or whatever it might be. You know, what's interesting is in one of the uh, communities that I've built for a, for a client, it's HR executives. We've had it for three years now. Mm. And every single month we ask them, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing? And every single month it's employee turnover sure. because employees want to work from home. They'll take a pay cut yep. to, to distributed work, to remote work remotely. So it is interesting because you have this weird dynamic going on where companies that don't embrace that are struggling to retain their employees. Um, and as a result of that, you're having the the jury still out on whether remote work works or not. Yeah. But the, the to, to your point with all this technology and stuff is there are specific problems related to, you know, knowledge working, not central, non-central knowledge working that have not been solved yet that need solutions. And so yeah. Uh, you know, everyone, all the leaders are think are are the us versus they thing is like, well, these are the reasons why this doesn't work. Well, the problem is, is that we haven't built solutions for those reasons why it doesn't work yet. Sure. And you could make an argument that you know it didn't work in the office. Like, if your water cooler is the is the most advanced technology you have for bringing people together, like you're failing. It's, You've already failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think the um and part of it, and I'm sure there's got to be scholarship out there on this, the us versus them thing and why leadership, why there's that tension, right? Why there's a tension between leadership wanting people back in versus people wanting a little bit more uh, uh, disconnection, if you will. And it's like, I, I would say one of the elements is control, that the leadership feels like they've lost a little bit of control. 100%. And, and conversely, the remote workers feel like leadership has lost a little control. So one side thinks it's a good thing and the other side <laughs> thinks it's a bad thing. And there's probably a solution in there as a way to like bring everybody together. Okay, so I'm curious, Paul. So remote is not a great term and it's just got a bunch of baggage. What about distributed? Because that feels like that did exist before the pandemic. Like uh, Zapier was a distributed team. Um, I think I worked at a company signals. that was a distributed team and we we self-referred to as distributed. Yeah. Caddis like, has never had an office. We've been distributed. Yeah. Um, since we started, I think we do call it remote actually, but we've never had an office. So um, yeah. So what's, what's up with that word? Cause you, I think you had a problem with distributed. Well, distributed, I think is, is the best out of all of them. So you've mm. got, you know, remote work from home, digital first distributed, uh, decentralized, but, you know, like all of these words have history behind them. For sure. Um, distributed work, it's still referring to that. 
it, it still has this geographic idea to it. And maybe I'm being that picky, but that's why I feel like there's a term that hasn't been created yet because it's still referencing this old way of working. You're just not centrally located. You're distributed. So we need yeah. a new term that refers to this new way of working. And um, that that's why I feel like, yeah, that's close, but it's much better than digital first. You know, digital first is like, that has like a security element to it, you know, yeah, that, transformation. Like, it's just not the right, it doesn't feel like the right word to me. But anyway, that's, that's. And the know. other thing with a uh, distributed remote work from home, you do get together in real life at some point, most companies. And so they're the, I think the problem with these terms is it assumes there's no in real life interaction. And that's just not the reality. Right, there is. Right. And it's, and the reality is you don't, need in real life interaction every day, every week, every month. Yeah. Um, the people argue if you're a, a people manager, it's those, the water cooler conversations are really like those ad hoc drop by the desk, um, in the conference room, staying after maybe talking about the meeting that just happened. And so to your point, Paul, we just need to build those prompts into Slack, into Zoom, into Google meet to be like, Hey, did you, you know, did you want to circle back with any of your team? Like there, yeah. I should have a manager profile in Google meet. That's like, okay, you're the leader of that, of that meeting. Do you want to huddle real quick with anybody else? And so these concepts that are missing where people, that's all people can point to now. Why remote work doesn't work is mm -hmm. this water cooler impromptu conversations. It's, it's pretty yeah. hilarious. Like, well, technology is going to solve that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can, yeah. I can have a quick huddle with my team or somebody after a meeting, if I felt uh, the need to, and we do it too. Like the click the huddle button in Slack has kind of made it easier, but For you sure. know, we could, it could be prompted. So to your point, Paul, I think the, you know, the negativity around it um, is going to be solved, or at least the reasons for being negative about it is going to be solved with technology. Part um, of what this is reminding me of is a conversation that Dustin and Mike and I have had um, with and around Lockhead, but about the concept of digital natives. And I think this conversation is reminding me a little bit of that because the phrase digital natives is only used by people who are not digital natives <laughs> to right. describe their experience. And I feel like in a way, part of this conversation is folks who knew the knew the before and know the after are really like hunting for nomenclature to define these two very separate concepts in their minds. But like, Dustin, you've mentioned this before. You're like, my daughter's not going to work in an office. There's almost no chance that like she's actually going to work in an office. She's not going to work in an office. She's not going to type. She's not going to drive a car. Not going to drive a car. Yeah, those are these are the, when when I would because this is before the pandemic. I'd have these conversations yep. with the executives like, oh, I was like, well, yeah. here's the here's what's coming up. Yeah, old stodgy white guy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, your your five year old will not drive, will not type, and will not work in an office, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would and, think about, they're like, oh yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and that's, and that's like, and that, I think that's part of this too, is like people who, who are people who that concept is so foreign to need language to define this thing. And the generations that are coming up right now, the kids that are used to, you know, doing school from their iPads because they had to through, you know, the pandemic or whatever it might be, it's just going to be work. 
they're just going to call it work. <laughs> it's like it's they're not even going to think about which portion is digital and which portion is written. And like they're just not going to think about it with like the need to create these separate concepts in their minds because it's never been separate concepts for them. Whereas for folks like us, it's been very separate concepts and we've needed nomenclature and language to be able to identify these separate concepts. And so I, I'm not saying that we don't need new framing for it now because there are plenty of folks in that generation who need nomenclature going forward. And you do need to talk about what your arrangement is from a working perspective. But I just think it is an interesting thing that in the future, there will be no need to separate these things because for these yeah. upcoming generations, it will be one thing. In the, in the work we do, when we're talking about word work, semantics, what we're going to call this thing, you know, what we say is generally the, the clients we have have introduced something that is an evolution of something that already exists, but they're using yeah. technology in a new way to evolve beyond that. And the semantics, the vocabulary of the old category do not accurately capture the new category. So we have to create new terminology that is an accurate description because otherwise you're getting held back by the old one and you're not improving your value proposition to customers or, or investors or staff or what have you. Yeah. And, and remote, to your point, Ryan, is from the perspective of those of us that used to all work in the same office every day together, you know, going through all that bullshit that Paul just uh, laid out, chronology of getting <laughs> yeah. to and from a location. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so there is an opportunity. That is an old word. It doesn't capture exactly what's going on right now. And it where it's going, it's definitely going to this this other and so there needs to be an update to the terminology to capture what those dynamics are. And and I also think too, you know, we we think about it in terms of work, but like I just brought up school and I think it's like the concept of people doing something together while they are in other places is a symptom of globalization that's been happening for a long time now. And it's just been, you know, the kerosene got dumped on during the pandemic, but like, like, what do we call doing something when you're in a different place? It could be anything, I guess is what I'm getting at. It could be school. It could be being on a nonprofit board. It could be work. It could be uh creative, you know, uh, music or art or whatever being made separately. Like, I guess what I'm saying is there's got to be an overarching term for all of this uh, yeah, I wonder collaboration if from different places. I wonder if there's a metaphor available within kind of uh, team sports mm. <clears throat> where you're on a team, you know, we're not all holding hands when we're on a field. Yeah. We're all in our own positions, but we're all working towards the same goal. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of workshopping right now, but there might be yeah. something if you start thinking in terms of metaphors, other entities that are working towards the same goal, but aren't all like, you know, um, concealed. I mean, I guess you could say the field is the, or the court is the concealment, but there's still like people have different responsibilities, different roles. Um, they need different skill sets, but they're all kind of working in concert towards a similar, um, end state, if you will. Yeah. It's almost like, like a golf team. Like what? Open uh, source. Mm. I mean, everyone rallies around some, you know, mission or some project and they, they're working at it 24 seven across the world. Yeah. Time, distance, location, irrelevant. And some of the, the most used technologies that, that we have today are, are 
come from open source. I think that's right. I don't think you can use it though, because all the we talk about baggage it comes with, it already has mm-hmm. meaning. And so you're gonna have to find something within that spirit that um doesn't isn't saddled with that meaning that I do really from that meaning. I do really like the word open though, because with mm-hmm. open source, it does have open source has the implication of collaboration, which is baggage, agreed, Mike. But also something about openness means there there's you're 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 borrowing from like the freedom of open source to apply the freedom component, I think, to work. You know, open work is like an interesting open work, yeah. Is an interesting way to kind of think about it. Like it's there's an openness to where you are, how you engage, when you engage, it's open. It's so much more positive confined thing. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem I can see with the concept of open that I would, that I'd bring into this conversation is, you know, I, I, there are a lot of people that I've talked to who the pandemic forced everyone to work openly or work distributed. Mm-hmm. And they were used to coming into the office and, and clocking hours. And so yeah. those organizations could not adapt. The organizations that can adapt are the ones that make it outcome based. So sure. I don't give a shit when you work. Yeah. But if you hit these KPIs, if if you hit these key outcomes, yeah, that's what we're actually paying you for. So for sure. I don't know if open captures that, but I think that's a key element of distri- you know, distributed knowledge working is you have to know the value that you provide, which takes leadership that's non-traditional, you know, and, and more intentional leadership, which Dustin, we've talked about on my podcast several, several years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I like that the, the open, but open definition. Nah, there shouldn't be an open definition, open results. I don't know. You know, yeah. you've got to be able to drive results. You have to be like, again, I don't care what you do when you do it, as long as you get me what I'm paying you to get me, which is these X results. Yeah. And I think that's where the, you know, the politicization component that I mentioned up front is, is so tied to is that like, I think people who are anti, I'm just going to keep using remote, anti-remote work, uh, don't have, to be honest, I think if you're anti it, I don't think you're a good enough manager in the first place. And if, if you, if you don't have those expectations set for what someone should be doing and what you expect out of them, and what you're hoping to get out of 40 hours a week or not even 40 hours a week, just out of out of the timeline of, you know, of of professional engagement, um, then you you say, no, I need people to be under my watchful eye. I need people to be near me. I need to be I need to be able to keep tabs on my coworkers or my there's employees. the control thing there. The <laughs> it's really thing, interesting. Yeah. The power dynamics that exist within that. And that's what generationally is being challenged between right. old and new, right? right? Analog and digital. Like right. that there there's that's where the friction is. That's where the tension is where new wants to go this way. Old's like trying to stay right here and it's like it's tearing apart. And Paul, I don't know that. Op- I mean, for me, I guess I don't know that open necessarily ha- personally has the connotation of like you're free to do whatever you want. I understand that open can be a little like, oh, it's like do whatever, whenever for however long you want. Like there is a there's a degree to that. But I like the I like the way that open has the connotation of like uh that it does kind of abandon that control component so i think how do we solve this because because it is it's antiquated vernacular yeah and the culture is moving forward and it's the the vernacular is actually maybe doing more harm than good what would be the the three steps we would take to change this 
Dustin. Uh, our formula? <laughs> well, applied. Like it doesn't have to this be is, like specific. This, this is a little different because it's usually about the problem you solve and the outcome. Yes. But here, I mean, we're, this is, it's, gosh. I mean, I, the, what, well, yeah. I mean, we're trying to solve the problem of remote work degrades what it is. It's not accurate and it's not something that can be built upon. Yep. And it's been politicized. So that's the problem we're trying to solve. But what problem does distributed remote work from home solve? I think for me, well, the reason still- we did it at Caddis, though, is what we wanted access to the best talent in the world. Mm-hmm. And so that was the reason we're like, well, let's not have an office. <laughs> that's going to limit our ability. And, you know, we don't have a ton of money. And so we want the best talent in the world at the best price. Like we should just find where those people are and not make them move. Um, yeah. That was the problem we were solving with it. It may be different for other people, but um, so like, what, what is that called? Yeah. And that's and not, that's of- when, it, when people get uh, uppity and negative on, on work from home and they're like, Oh, you need to be in the office, you know? Oh, and there's a whole argument. Scott Galloway talks a bunch about younger people when they come out of college, they must be in an office. They must have that culture. They must be close to leadership. It's how you're going to get promoted. It's how you're going to fall in love. Like sure. all those things happen in the office. It's yeah. like, Scott, that is how it happened in the office. The world is changing. Again, yeah. these uh, pontificated, privileged older people have a hard time seeing that there's going to be a different future in the future. And so, yeah. So going back to the steps, Mike, I would, that's for us, like we were solving access to talent at, you know, at the stage company we were, and that led us to get the best people in the world. And so what is that called? You, you have a company that has the best talent in the world. I think Google and Facebook, Facebook and Apple, that's their mission with their people and their their culture and how they've built their company. But they're forcing people to come back into the office. Right. I I also think part of what it solves for a lot of folks, you know, obviously it's slightly different. I mean, you know, Nike did their call back to offices and, you know, Nike gets tremendous tax breaks for being where they are and doing what they do for, you know, the state. Um, but I think like I think there's a component of like um, cost savings for like a lot of other businesses, right? I mean, when you're not paying rent and you're not buying parking spaces for employees and you're not providing think, LaCroix and snacks. And I mean, there's yeah. a tremendous like budgetary component to letting people work from where they are. I mean, you may save a little bit, but I think you should be investing the money you would pay them for office and perks into sure. building a culture sure. that is you know, maximizing the fact that you're, you're distributed or remote. So my, so like we, my thought on that, Dustin was, um, at, y- y- right now people aren't thinking about the organization as a network. Mm. So network optimization. Sure. Yeah. How, how do you, you know, sure. Hire an individually smart person and you'll get 10 feet, hire a bunch of people and figure out how to help them collaborate and, and coordinate together. And you'll yeah. get, you know, 50 feet. And that is the next, that's the future. I think that this, that, that we're being propelled toward yeah. is you've got to have a way to visualize your network. So maybe you are open working and, you still have to be able to visualize who's connected with who, who should be talking to who, how do we mm-hmm. optimize collaboration? How much collaboration should happen? How much should it not happen? And now at this point, you have the opportunity to kind of 
be more intentional about that gas pedal brake. And that is where you're getting that. That's where you get your dividends, you know, back is, is by optimizing that. I think mm. net <clears throat> net work network. Yeah. That's I was doing work. Network. I was doing that in my head too. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's hmm. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you're working via the internet. The net <laughs> work. <laughs> Yeah, that's got that's unfortunately got a lot of baggage though. Like, <laughs> do you want to do you want to come network with me right now, Mike? Want to go network? Real that's quick? how you design it, and like so, net. It's two words: network. We are a network company. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No. That's um, it's good. Good. That's how we solve it. They start riffing on it, right? And so yeah, right, totally, you're not the best people in the world. I don't think cost saving should be part of it. Um, do you, like, Dustin? Do you think? Do you think no companies think about that though as a component of why they would work remotely? Think about how much money a company in San Francisco saves not paying for an office building in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, so uh, God, what's they I'm do? Not they're though, not reinvesting the return, that money. What's the return on that investment? That would anyway. Well, Word, WordPress uh, Automatics is the name of the company. They've been they've been distributed since they started. They yeah. have thousands of people that work there, and they spend a lot of money to bring everybody together a couple times a year. Sure. And so the money I th- I'm pretty sure the money they would have spent maybe it, I'm sure they're saving something, but I just think that's the wrong mindset. And when you solve a rename reframe this category, you've got to take out the fact that we need to monitor what people are doing so we know they're working because that means you didn't hire the best people. Yeah, because there's there is a dark side to this where everything deep distributed workers work from home do is going to be tracked, monitored and reported on. And then some AI is going to be servicing the people who they don't think are working. Yeah, which, you know, maybe there are in 10,000 person companies, but um, it goes back to the you need to have managers that know how to lead and align people in a, a work from home environment so that they can achieve their best outcomes. And then you're measuring those outcomes and not worried about if they're typing on their computer from nine to five, like the butts and seats management thing. I think that's maybe at the root of like why there's all this work from home hate because that's how a lot of people manage. Like everybody's here. Okay, cool. (laughs) A friend of mine worked at a company that sold his software that took automatic screenshots of employees, computers at random intervals to see how what their keystrokes were and what was up on their screen at any given amount of time so that their managers could there's a real software company that is currently being sold today for people to you can do that in the office too that's not just within the networked company sure 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 um okay we gotta we gotta cut and run here i don't know that we've solved it but i'm further intrigued by the discussion uh Paul, I'm going to I'm going to wrap us. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having the conversation with us, for spurring the conversation with us. Anything you want to shout out to people uh, before we uh, before we go? Hey, if this is your first time listening to DRMG, go back, listen to some of the past episodes. They are awesome. My favorite one is Liquid Death. Isn't it uh, seven? Episode seven. Ooh, I couldn't tell you the number. I couldn't tell you the memory that we do. Um, yeah. And if anyone has any thoughts on this, uh, reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn or you can email me, paul at bridgio.io, B-R-I-D-G-I-O dot I-O. 
Thanks, guys. This was fun. Thanks, awesome. Paul. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Thanks Paul. for being here. Thanks, y'all, for listening. It's hi at drmg.co if you want to uh, get a hold of us. Um, and uh, yeah, drmg.co to learn more about what we do. Share the pod with somebody who you think might enjoy it. And thanks for listening. As always, we'll see you soon.